You're all probably wondering, maybe you're not, why I'm behind this cage. Yes? Maybe? Some of you guys are. You're wondering. I like to hear that. Um, tonight, we are going to talk, let me skip this here, about freedom. Now, there, there, there's some funny things, too. What does this mean? Peace? Yes. Peace, freedom. Um, so we're going to talk about freedom, and this cage is going to become my prop for the night. And so, um, but for, for to discuss freedom for once, um, we, have to, we have to learn two terms, okay? So there's, there's, a, there's two definitions I want you guys to learn today. There's one that's slave. We're going to talk about this a whole lot tonight. And there's one that's free. So slave and free. <clears throat> the definition of slave is a person who is property of another and is forced to obey them. So you guys are here to slave. What's the first thing you think of when you kind of hear slave? You're like Africans. Okay. No. Um, um, so slave. So this this be a person. If you're a slave to someone or a slave to something, you are forced to do whatever that person tells you to do or that thing um, demands you to do, okay? Some people you heard of me are slave to the bottle. You heard that before, slave to alcohol. It means they can't get enough of it. It controls them. They can't get off it. Even if they wanted to, you're a slave to it completely. Um, and the next definition they want you here is, is free. So free means that that person is not under the control of another person or a thing and able to act as one wishes. So they can do whatever they want. No one tells them what to do. They do as they wish. Now, this is huge, right? Because everybody wants freedom. Everyone's trying to figure out how to get it. And if someone, like, tries to own them, they're like, no, back off. I'm a free person. I do what I want. You can't tell me what to do. We swell up. We think about it. We're, we're all about free speech. And, I mean, people about right to bear you know, freedom of arms in, in the state, so we all want our free guns, and, you know, you know, buy one, get one free. We're all about free stuff, right? Free country, the whole bit. Um, <clears throat> so these are the two terms that I want to be focusing on today, and we hear about freedom a lot in um, this passage we're going to talk about in John. And have you guys got your Bibles? Raise your, raise your Bibles up if you got them. Awesome. Love those Bibles. Bring them out and bring them. Uh, open up to John 8, starting at verses 31. <clears throat> if you don't have a Bible, that's on the screen, but if you have it, you can follow along and just kind of be looking at and underlining and looking about where we're going, and you can study it later as well. Um, John 8, 31 says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciple if you remain faithful to my teachings. Now, who is Jesus talking to? Any ideas? There's a hint on the first line, or second line. They're people who, what? Believe. So they're not people who are like in some far distant countries, some pagans. These are people that actually believe in Jesus. This is who he's talking to. Now he says, if you truly are my disciple, now by the way, a disciple is someone who follows someone else, who follows in the footsteps and acts and trusts and to, to be like, just, just like that person, to be truly a follower of me, you remain faithful to my teachings. That's this, guys. This is God's word, God's teaching, Jesus' words and his teachings. <clears throat> now, um, why is it important, this is a little bit, why is it important to be faithful to this? Why is it important 
to be faithful to these teachings. Because if you are continually trusting in obedience to Jesus' teaching, it is a test who a true follower is. In other words, if you continually trust and obey Jesus' teaching, it's a good indication that you probably know the truth. Now, this is the next part. And you know the truth, and the truth will set you what? Free. We're talking about freedom. That's right, free. We just had that big term. The truth will set you free. This is taken out of context a lot. But then with this passage, it's talking about if you follow him, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You might be saying right now, well, I don't know Jesus. I don't really follow him. I don't really obey his commands, and I'm still free. I can still do what I want. No one owns me. No one tells me what to do. I'm not a slave to anything. I'm free. And not just because I follow Jesus, I'm still free. So what are you talking about? But Jesus, he would say he would disagree with you. If you look at verse 34, he goes on and says, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. For if the son set you free, you are truly free. Now, back when this is written, there were slaves. Actually, people owned people. It was a really weird time. People actually had slaves, okay? Think about that for a second. You go home, there's mom, dad, cat, dog, and then there's a slave at your house, you know, cooking you food or whatever they do. So slaves are just an ordinary part of people, especially wealthy people's way of life. So you can just imagine that slave is actually part of that family, okay? You would actually take family pictures, and then maybe or maybe not the slave would probably be in the picture sending your family postcard or whatever you with it. So the slave is very much a part of the family. However, the slave is not a permanent part of the family. Because it says, who is the permanent part of the family? The son is. However, sometimes a slave would get granted its freedom and it was allowed to be free, to be set free of slavery, no longer be a slave anymore to that, that, that family or that person. So you might ask, what does this have to do with anything? What are we talking about slaves for? What are you talking about freedom for? And why are you still standing in that cage? Um, this means, Jesus is saying that if you sin, which is most of us, if you sin repeatedly, you are a slave to that sin. You can't stop, that you are trapped in that sin. It owns you. It tells you what to do. And if you want to get out of it, you can't. You have no idea how to. You are stuck, just like I am stuck in this cage, if it was higher walls and no top, or a top on it as well. Um, but even if you believe, this is Jesus talking to even the people who believe, even if you believe in Jesus, if any of you, are, you call yourselves a Christian, you might have, you might have uh, said a Christian prayer when you were a kid, or you might have Christian parents, or you might even go to a Christian school. Um, if you even go to church, you, you do really great Christian stuff. I don't know what it is. Even all that stuff is just jack. Like, doesn't mean, doesn't count for anything, really, if you're not truly following Jesus as his disciple. Now, then we get on to the, the term son. <clears throat> now, son in these days, this, is, this would have been a weird time. Okay, get your mind out of everyday stuff. If you are a son, you eventually will inherit everything your father or your family owns because you become, you, you get inherited to you. Now think about it like this. Now, if you are, you are a son of a family um, who has a business, um, you would work at that business every day. You would gladly want to work at it because someday you are actually going to inherit that business. All right, think about it, think about it at home. 
What does your family have? Think about it. A really big farm, a successful business, some fast sports cars maybe, a big plasma screen TV. Um, I mean, whatever it is. Think about all the stuff your family owns. Maybe you don't even want some of it. You might sell it for something else. I don't know. But think about all the stuff your family owns. Now, someday when they retire or they die, it doesn't matter what it is, you get it all. It's all yours. So you're thinking to yourself, if that's going to be mine someday, I want to work pretty hard at whatever it is to make it as, you know, successful as possible. If I put, the more I put into it now, it's going to be greater later on. So you're going to pour your heart and soul out of that, and it's going to give you joy when you see that it gets really successful because someday it's going to be yours. <clears throat> now, sorry, girls, because in this day and age, in this culture anyhow, the sons get the stuff. Sadly enough, the daughters don't. However, what the daughters encourage to do is go find a husband who's got lots of inheritance. So they will also inherit that thing that they inherited from their father. So that's kind of how it works in the old days. I'm kind of glad in a sense that it doesn't inherit now because my parents have a lot of debt. So therefore, I would inherit a lot of debt. Not very fun. So however, this is, this is what it's talking about in this times here. Now we read in this next verse here <clears throat> in 42. Jesus told them, if God were your father, you would love me because I have come to you from God. I'm not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't hear me, for you are children of the father, the devil, and you love to do evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell you the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. So you might be hearing the truth now for the first time and don't believe it. Don't think it. He's talking, this is, this is exactly the kind of person that Jesus is talking to, the people who believe in him but won't have a bar of it whatsoever. They're still slaves to sin and not free in Christ as a son. Now let's just line these people up just for a second, okay? We got two people on either side, look pretty similar, um, you know, similar kind of identities. Look, if you look at someone, this may be a Christian, be a non-Christian, um, but on the outside, it look pretty much, they look pretty close to the same, okay? They do kind of the same stuff. They go to the same church, the same youth group. It might even be two people that are sitting in this room here that look pretty close to the same. Um, however, one of them is free. One of them has total freedom in Christ to do whatever they want, and one is a slave to that sin. Now, another one um, does really good works and works really hard, and does a lot of good Christian things, and it brings them joy. They get fired up, they get excited about this thing, whatever it is, and they do all these Christian works, not because they have to, because it brings them absolute joy. The other one, they feel like they have to do it, that God's going to look down on them if they don't, or they're not going to get approval if they don't. Um, the other one, their God is, sorry, their father is God. So it's God the Father, the, the, the kingdom uh, of all this place who created the heavens and the earth and etc. So he, he, their father is God. And the other one, their father is a devil, which is in this verse called the father of lies. So you believe in the lies. You think about all these things. You think about all the things that your father of lies tells you and you believe them. You're not good enough. You have to keep doing more. You're not smart enough. You, you're not going to amount to anything. You know, you're trapped in these lies. He tells you over and over again that you're not worth it and you keep believing those things and you're trapped and you'll never go on to actually having freedom. 
Another one follows Jesus, is a disciple, a true follower. The other one just believes. I know Jesus existed. I'm sure he did something cool, but I'm not going to follow him, really, as a disciple. The other one is going to have life. God gives him life, and the other one is going to have death. He doesn't get anything. He's got no inheritance stored up for him at all. So can you kind of see the difference here? Shake your heads with you if you're with me. If your person is shaking your head, give them a little nudge and say, wake up, wake up. Thanks for shoving them out there. So, um, so the son is free and works hard at the inheritance, if you will, because it brings him absolute joy, okay? You see lots of Christians who are doing Christian things that just, there's something about them that just fires them up. They're, it's just bringing them joy. The other person says, well, I have to do good things. And I have to do bad things. If I don't, they will hate me. I won't be liked by God. I'm not good enough. It's like, you know, we're a slave. We believe these lies all the time. So the other person works hard because he thinks he's actually going to get an inheritance from it, but the only thing it leads is death. You might even be thinking, I'm a pretty good Christian. I do some pretty good things. I don't do a lot of bad things. I do good stuff. Um, I do all the right things. I say all the right words. But maybe I don't just, maybe you don't necessarily follow Jesus a whole 100%. You're not fully living out trusting and obedience and following his commands. And the scary, the scary thing is that could be any one of us. If we search down our hearts and say, am I really following God? Am I really following him? Or am I just kind of just cruising and I just believe in him? Because God would say, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who actually do the will of the Father in heaven will enter. He's saying is those people who are just on for a show, who are just fake, who are just doing the Christian walk, who are, who are just not real, who are just wearing masks to, to impress their parents or their leaders or their friends. God's saying you are just fake and you are not free. You're not living a free life. You're still trapped in slavery of trying to do everything to get out, but you're never going to get out because you're still living in your own pride and self-righteousness. Three, last point. Then I'm going to close. Three, last point. Freedom. I would be disservicing you if I just told you that there is, there's slavery and there's freedom. If I didn't tell you there's actually a way out, there's actually a way out of this case or not. There's, there's a door that I can actually choose to get out of this slavery, get out of this um, thing to have total freedom. And the only way to becoming a slave, to becoming a free person, is to become a son. We talked about earlier how the son gets the full inheritance and is a permanent member of the family. And see, the son gets the full inheritance of God. If you're a God's son, if you can call God father, then you get everything that he has because you become his inheritance. Now, in order to become a son, you must be set free. Now, you know how I said that slavery, you actually purchase a price to get out of slavery, to get out of this cage? A price needs to be paid for that person's freedom. In order for a slave to get free, someone will have to buy their freedom. Now, do you guys ever know, you want to know how much you can tell how much things are worth? How do you guys do that? How much is this worth? What's the first thing you do? You look at the price tag, don't you? Well, how, much is, how much is this thing really worth? You look up the price tag. Oh, it's worth this much money. Do you guys know how much you guys are worth? How much the ticket, how much the price tag is to get out of slavery, to be bought out of slavery? But God gave his what? His life. That you are worth a life. That your, your, your life is worth God's life. 
He paid the price, which was his life, to get out. That's how much you guys are worth. You guys are worth so much more than the father of lies would tell you. You're worth a life that God, as he hung on a cross, took all your sin, all your punishment, all your pains, all those lies, and he died for them to literally set you free. He opened, let's see the door here. I'm still trapped in here, I can't get out. So he opened the door, right? He paid the price, his life for your life. Now he's opened the door for freedom. Now you have total freedom, you can get out. Now what's the first thing we do? Say, yes, there's freedom, there's a door, it's open. We get out, we look around and kind of say, this is kind of cool. And then we just crawl back into it because we're terrified. It's scary out there. I don't know what's out there. I want to be in here where it's safe, where my pleasures and my exciting things I've held on to for so long, that slavery that I'm so used to, and I don't want to leave. I'm still a slave to it because I have not let go of the things in my life that are keeping me enslaved to it. And God is saying, I've given you freedom not to still be in slavery, but to get out. And see, it's already been paid for. God has already paid the price, his life for your life to let go and to get free. And a lot of us, we do is we just sit in here and we stay in here and we, we get trapped in that, free, that um, slavery of sin. And because we think that we're not worth it, that God wouldn't actually give his life to us. See, God made a life, God made a way, sorry, out. And all we have to do is trust in him that he did that for us, that we put our trust and our confidence and our faith in him. He will give us life, that we will have joy. Now, the problem with <clears throat> so the, the problem with being free, sorry, the problem with being a slave is it robs us of joy, that we don't have true joy because it get, sin just get, brings guilt, and it doesn't actually bring life at all. This is last verse in John, our passage here. It says, anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. Are you sitting here and just thinking, oh, I just don't get it. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to listen. I don't want to hear. Saying that you are still a slave. You're still living in here. God is calling you to get out. To get out of your seat, out of your box, and get out. And have freedom. It's there. It's free. Now, I want, I want to just have a time moment just for you guys to just reflect on that and ask God if he's actually talking to you. Can you hear him? Can you hear him? So I, just right where you are, just close your eyes and just, just for a second... Just sit and listen. Just sit and listen if you can hear God speaking to you. Not me speaking, but try to hear him speaking to you. Can you hear God speaking that you are worth so much more than you think you are? That God actually gave his life for you so you can get out of that bondage of slavery? Here's what I want for, if you are feeling like tonight, you've, you've never really been free, that you're still trapped in this sin and you, you want to get out, that there's something in you that is just calling out to you, that you've just been pretending this whole Christian walk, that you're pretending to be a good person, a good whatever it is, that God is really calling you to, to walk out and be truly free in Christ, that he opened the door and he just wants you to get out, to be free, to stop being joyless and full of guilt and slavery. If that's you, if God is calling you, I just want you just to just to really quietly just throw your hand up above your head. 
to say, that's me. I want to get out. I want to get out of that slavery. Just raise it high and just keep it there, please. Praise the Lord. If he's still calling you, keep listening. Just keep your hand up. All right, if your eyes are still closed, just, just be thinking, if, if, if this is you just living in this sin, you've never seen a way out, you didn't even know this door was even here, and all of a sudden Jesus just all of a sudden revealed this to you in the first time, you've never understood it, and you say, I don't know what to do, I don't know how to do it, but I want to get out of this slavery, and I want to just start following him for the first time ever and make that commitment. If that's you, just also just raise your hand where you are. I just want to, I've just realized that I've never been truly in freedom. <clears throat> I just want to pray for those um, four people who've raised their hands. Want to pray with me. God, just give you, Lord, we give you thanks just for allowing us to be free in Christ. God, that you, you allowed us to um, stop pretending to be people that we're not, not to believe the lies that we've been told from the father of lies, that we can have true life and true freedom in you, and that if we believe and know the truth, that you will set us free, and you will give us joy in everything that we do. We be thanks for the people that you're speaking to now, that they can hear you, and that you are calling them. I pray that you would just move them in a way that your spirit um, allows them to feel and, and belong as children of God. Thank you for just the way you are moving tonight. Amen. I really want to challenge you guys, just before we leave, I'm I'm going to ask those people, you know who you are, who are raising your hands. I'm going to ask you to do something really bold. And I want you, when I count to three, I want you guys to do something crazy. I want you guys to make a stand in, 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 in front of your cage, if you will. If this cage is your cage and in your seat, I want to commit, I just think about, I want you guys on the count of three, just whoever raised your hand, just get up and just walk out of your seat. Just get out of your seat and just walk into the aisle. It just is, it's, a, it's a symbol of saying, I want to get out of here. That you actually want to physically get up out of your seat and make a stand and a bold commitment for God. One. And then when I count to three, guys, you just guys, just give a huge hand for those guys. Two, three. Just get up your seats, guys. Come on, get out of your seats. Just walk, just walk to the freedom. Just saying, I want to get free. Awesome. I just want to pray for you guys again, and then leaders just want to have time just to kind of pray with you guys. And all they want to do is just, just allow some time just to, just to ask you some questions, just to um, pray with you what they can do. And if you just want to just pray with me for them as well, and um, it'd be awesome again. Thank you, God, for just the way you move in this place tonight and these people, Lord. I pray if you're, you're still stirring in our hearts to move, to get out of our seats, that we'd be bold enough to do that as well, and we'd stand with these guys. Um, Lord, we just thank you for the commitments that are made, and um, Lord, you are real and in this place. And though we can't see you, we can see the way you touch people in their lives. And we give you thanks again in Jesus' name. Amen.